It is Friday, February 28th in the year 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Michael Wiseman. Here to talk about SmackDown Live, the fallout from Super Showdown. Um, <coughs> Matt, did you catch anything of yesterday's show in the Saudi Arabia? Did you read the news, the recaps, the reports? Yeah, on YouTube. Um, it showed like a couple of highlights. So, yeah, I'm up to date with what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> feelings i turned it on uh literally and just caught the goldberg fiend match saw that and then was just like f this like like was just so glad i didn't waste my time watching that pay-per-view i mean here's the thing fans are pissed off about that you know i like bill you know he is a i don't care how old he is he's still in great shape and he is a credible champion the problem is that it was at the fiend's expense (laughs) Lightning in a bottle that this company is blessed to have even found. Um, And so fans are really pissed about this. You can't continue to be part of the narrative and part of the formula that WWE thinks no matter what, you're always going to come back. Yeah. I I don't want to say don't watch wrestling, right? Because I'm a wrestler at heart. I always will be. And that's how everybody makes their money. All those wrestlers, right? You guys tuning in. But you got to do something. If you guys really don't like this, don't just be on Twitter. Go to these shows not to pay money and and contribute towards it. I don't mean it that way. I mean, (laughs) let your voices be heard in the audience. Do you know what I mean? Like, you got to be louder. Like, tonight, I thought it would be way louder booing uh, the decision to have Goldberg as their champion over Fiend. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you guys have voices. You got to figure out on how to display those voices properly so the company wakes the freak up. I mean, they've, they've had losing revenue for how many quarters now as far as live attendance sales goes? TV ratings have been dropping for how many years now? I, I think the thing for me that boggles my mind is they keep going to the well with these poor decisions and keep getting poor results, and they don't change their course of action. It was just a year ago when they were the like— problem. Here's the problem. Tonight's rating will pop because Goldberg was on it and Cena was on it, and they will pat themselves on the back that this was the right decision. Unfortunately, one show with one popped rating, and, and it's even disputable what is considered a popped rating nowadays mm. um, for them. It's not enough. One show is not enough. Two shows is not enough. And it's, it versus a steady stream of consistency of continuing to build. I don't even want to call them young talents because it's a, it's disrespectful to call someone like the fiend a young upcoming talent nowadays. He's over. He's made it. He's done what he was supposed to do, and then some. He yep. did more than what this company was expecting him to do with that character. Again, lightning in the bottle handed to you on a silver platter. And you guys have completely botched it. Completely botched it, including how he's going into Mania versus Cena. Good. I'm glad you called that out. Um, I feel like we should almost talk about that first. I tweeted this. Matt, imagine you're watching a Friday the 13th movie, and Jason Voorhees comes out in broad daylight and just yes. sort of like, points at his machete or murder cabin his victim nods it's like okay let's get this over with um actually that would be awesome in a friday the 13th film but it would not make jason look cool that is what you do when someone's no longer scary in their cartoon character seriously the fiend i've said this from day one should not even know what the championship title is he shouldn't give two bleeps about a championship he's trying to murder people and eat their faces off that's the what I, I think of the fiend. I thought about thought about you tonight, Matt. Whenever he pointed at the WrestleMania sign and how stupid this dude looks, if you take him out of context as not being an actual monster, but just being a dude in an outfit pointing at a sign, 
that doesn't make any logical sense. And, and you're right. It demystifies him. So, well, forget saying the rest of my sentence. That's what I was just going to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> um, no, I feel like he's on the road to doink the clownsville. Uh, something about the way he, he looks. You should not man. know what WrestleMania is. I know. Well, you should not give a rat's bleep about WrestleMania at all or the SmackDown program. None of it. It should just be somebody does something to piss in his Cheerios and piss him off enough to start making promos about them or obsess over them and do some crazy spooky crap that he does and then try to murder them. That's the way I look at The Fiend. That's the way we're supposed to look at The Fiend. He's not some dude who comes out on the ramp and points at WrestleMania signs. I thought with the buildup, and the Cena retrospective tonight of all those great Cena moments, mm-hmm. I was waiting for Firefly Funhouse to for interrupt sure. John Cena yes, with Bray doing a greatest hits yes. of mocking John Cena, doing some awesome. new characters, Thugonomics, yep. uh, the Spinner, How, all of it. And, th- and they'll come back to it, and they're like, well, see, we did it. Yeah, you did it a week too late. They're definitely going to have him rap. I will bet my house on it that yeah. they will have Bray Wyatt in a backstage segment Firefly Funhouse rapping. No sure. question. It's going to happen and it's going to be awesome. Still, they missed the boat on doing it in this show. They should have cut him off, like you said, in his highlights on the Cena highlight reel. Perfect opening for the Firefly Funhouse. Also, an opportunity for him to shit on the title and be like, that belt? You think I gave a shit about that belt? I'm yeah. the fiend. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I could give two shits about that, you, you know, that belt. Again, this is, again, why they should never have put the title on him to begin with. He does not need it. And now it's brought him down. It tremendously brings him down. Well, that's what Antoine Fair with uh, Super Chat saying, don't be mad about the title switch. We should crap and then putting the title on him in the first place. Because whenever he lost it, this was Antoine, I said this before they put the title on him. When it was announced he was wrestling Seth Rollins, I said this is a terrible idea. The Fiend is higher up which is crazy to say this, that any wrestler is more higher up than a world title. The Fiend was. Yeah. Yeah, so, It also uh, kind of <laughs> undermines John Cena's whole shtick out there tonight too, right? John Cena comes out and says, I'm not going to wrestle at WrestleMania. I don't want to take time away from another talent, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then he, immediately the Fiend comes out, points, and he's like, sure, we'll do it. Like, does John Cena not stick to his guns about something like this? He's going to take a main event match just like that seconds after announcing that decision. Really, guys? Well, maybe then they make us. Maybe they should have made a story about that about the fiend trying to get John to, yeah. you know, try to convince him into wrestling him. That would have been cool, and he mm-hmm. could have been diabolical in how he did it. It would have been really good. But um, what do you do? There's like Jason Voorhees is on the ramp with a freaking machete. You're supposed to be like, nope, I'm not wrestling you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's Michael McFarland saying the fiend doesn't point to signs. He doesn't um, even know what signs are. Like he should not know anything. Like he should be oblivious to all of this because he's this magical, evil diabolical son of Satan. That's how I think of him. I I think it's, it's also, it's indicative of WWE's bigger problem with storytelling these days. And it kind of ties back into Roman Reigns and Goldberg as well, which is they just go out there and announce these matches and they don't really give them a reason for being other than we wanted to put this match out there, right? Roman Reigns and Goldberg. I mean, yeah, I get Roman Reigns as a main eventer. He's beat Baron Corbin 15 times, but he didn't have to earn that spot. Right. John Cena versus The Fiend. What's the logic there? Why is The Fiend challenging John Cena? I know The Fiend is illogical, right? But he just was like, this is the guy I want to go after the main event WrestleMania. Um, actually, I would say that uh, Michael, to, to take a counterpoint, no, uh, yeah. Bray Wyatt 
has great history with John Cena and uh, losing to John Cena, being built up mm-hmm. to have John Cena, you know, take him out. I mean, he I think this is his promo. chance for revenge. He, he remembers. He can throw that yeah. in his promos. Well, I wish they would have shown that like Firefly Funhouse piece you mentioned earlier, Glenn, to address that and not because they treated the fiend as though he is this other side, this other person. Right. Oh, uh, so a gecko Rob with the super chat saying Roman versus Goldberg and fiend versus Cena, not watching mania. I'll just wait for the wrestling Inc. podcast. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Uh, uh, Louis 13 saying Goldberg versus Rainsbury for ESPN. Definitely. Hang on. Hang on. Let's stop for a second. Let's no more of those really quick for two okay. seconds. Give me just two seconds. My yeah, yeah, of course. Terrible. I apologize. Um, I did say, to be fair, that when Raj was saying, you, I believe, were telling me like, hey, this could be these matches at WrestleMania. It could be Goldberg versus Roman and Cena versus The Fiend. I was like, holy crap. The WrestleMania is going to be pretty good because those are great matchups. Yeah. I just did not expect the. I, I didn't expect there to be a finish in Goldberg and Fiend. Somehow Fiend would have pulled his spooky magic crap and like set the arena on fire or something crazy like that to get himself out of dodge, right? He doesn't drop the title. Um, but now this 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 completely changes things. And it sucks because those are four major, major sure. stars. Those are headline acts. Raj kept saying, you know, I don't feel any big main main event matches here on WrestleMania. And boom, in one show, we get Undertaker versus John Cena, Goldberg versus Reigns, and Cena versus The Fiend. Those are friggin' three insanely A++++ main event WrestleMania matches. We got to say that because it is. But, but, huge but, it's coming at the expense of the most overact, in my opinion, this company has had in how many years now? Yeah. Um, One star shouldn't be bigger than the others. I'm sorry, he is. He was. Yeah. Um, and they're killing it. They've been killing it. Though. They, they, I think. They, I think it. I don't want to say it jumped a shark. I don't want to put that out in the universe. But I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping something's able to happen with him because, man, this is what I was always scared of with the title. He did not need that damn title. And in fact, I mean, to go really deep on this, they could have done a better version. And the match he had with AJ and the feud scene he had with AJ was amazing a few years ago. But Bray should have talked about, John, this is your reckoning for all the talent that's been fed to you, all the up-and-coming talent that you've overshadowed, that that you've gone over on. Superman is going to finally meet his match at WrestleMania. Yeah. That would have been huge, and people would have – I think it would have erased yesterday. It it would have given a realistic vibe to it. We all would have bought that. Yeah, but well, this like weird mutual respect they had with Cena doing the hat tip. Right, right. That's again, they just literally had a match on the board, on the whiteboard in the back or however they do it, right? Yeah. And they came out there and they announced it. They didn't give a reason for this match to be. And I, I I know that we can read into it, Glenn, and we can say, well, they've had history in the past and blah, blah, blah. Here on SmackDown in 2020, there was not a reason for this match to exist other than they wanted to put The Fiend and. Mm-hmm. And John Cena together. Zook Enigma putting a 499 to the super chat. Thank you, Zook. Zook's always a good listener and gets in on with us on Twitter and Thursday pod every once in a while. But Zook's a good one, good fan of the show. He says they should have done a screw job finish with the fiend. I agree. And have Bray attack the referee and disappear with him instead of the crap they had. I agree wholeheartedly, Zook. You're booking. You should write for the creative team now. Jay Lane with the $5 super chat. Is anyone going to talk about how McIntyre had to beat 29 others to get a title shot, but Roman can walk right out and say two words. The rumble is buried. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I didn't even think of that because the rumble has been buried to me for years, but he's right. 
And Xavier Leon with $10 super chat. They should have had the Fiend go through the entire SmackDown roster, then have Roman go over him at WrestleMania. Title or no title, they should have done that instead of this crap. I mean, I get it's if a weird... involved. I like these yeah. matchups better, to be honest. Yeah. I do. But unfortunately, the title was involved, and it hurt Bray Wyatt, um, the Fiend, the biggest star out of all of them, in my opinion. Well, I think there's something interesting you could have done if the title was still on The Fiend, right? You say the title maybe doesn't need to be involved, and I agree with that. But if it was on The Fiend and John Cena actually came out and challenged The Fiend. Yeah, it's different. Look, I mean, that's cool. That's awesome. That's, yeah. Why did they have to do this at all, though? Like, why couldn't – like, look, the, the people that were going to pay all the money to go to Saudi Arabia to watch this – or that were from Saudi Arabia, I should say, to fill that stadium and watch that show or watch it on the network – Still would have tuned in if it was Bill Goldberg versus Joe Blow. <laughs> they would have because Goldberg. Man, still, it's Goldberg. Every one of unless, these put him up there against Goldberg, right? Unless it's leaving the network and they're going to try and get forty or fifty bucks out of us for ESPN Plus for WrestleMania. What do you mean? I'm confused. What do you mean? I think part of the reason why they're doing this is this rumor that they could. Oh, be I know taking- why they're doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but. They could have Bill Goldberg does not need to be your champion for you oh. to advertise him at, on your show. Look at AEW, though. I think they're getting the wrong message from it and saying, well, Chris Jericho brings no. in a lot of names. I could see Vince saying, well, you know why AEW is working? Because Jericho is this you huge legacy so? talent. I mean, I could see him. Jericho, no offense to Bill. I'm friends with Bill. But like, I mean, and I don't mean to disrespect him this way. I don't. But he's no Chris Jericho right now. Chris Jericho, is, I would argue, damn near at the top of his game. Yeah, I get the impression Vince McMahon makes a lot of decisions based on <laughs> very, you know, like his very, like just his interpretation of things without getting the full picture. Yeah, uh, he sure. seems like one of those guys that trusts his gut to a fault. Um, so let's start with Goldberg tonight. He came out, mixed reaction from the crowd, some chants. Uh, talked about uh, Michael Cole talked about how he defeated the Fiend at Super Showdown, and. Uh, yeah, he said, uh, if he's not mistaken, it's not about who's last, it's about who's next. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns came out to a pop and got in, just said, so, I'm next, drop the mic. Really quick. So this could be very, very good for Roman, this sure. matchup. And it didn't hit me until I saw him come out. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. They're so pissed that Goldberg's your champion. They have to chant for Roman Reigns by default, finally. Mm. Like Goldberg's the Roman Reigns right now. And Roman Reigns is not the Roman Reigns right now. That right? also seems like a weird Vince thing. We'll find someone so, that they hate more. So they did not do that on purpose. Trust me. They thought Goldberg would get over like gangbusters as champion. You know he thought that. Um, but anyways, I hope though, or it can go the other way, in which the fans are burnt out during WrestleMania. It's such a long night that they turn their backs on that match altogether and start to chant boring or something crazy like that. The way they can save this and make Roman really continue to to, to, to rise him the right way is he's got to job Goldberg out in 30 seconds. Yeah. Though, man, it'd be an interesting uh, main event. Baby Maharaja, $5 Super Chat, saying, unpopular opinion, but the Fiend's whole act seems to have a short shelf life. It was entertaining for the Firefly Funhouse segments for a while. We've been saying yeah. that they haven't been changing it up and innovating. When's the last time he did something new? With the Firefly Funhouse, I feel like since really since I, he's been champ, it's been the same I, I, thing. He, he's a character like Undertaker, though. You don't put him out there every week. You don't put up yeah. Firefly Funhouse every week. I would put Firefly Funhouse out there once per month, and maybe an appearance by him once a month before whatever pay per view was coming up, and then obviously the pay per view. 
But think about back when this started. We had the Firefly Funhouse. We had him. We had him talking to children. Yeah. We had him doing like art lessons. We had yeah. characters. We had it was weird at first. Like the reason it worked is because it was a zany and other world. That then was there like was the nothing fiend. else. Because here's why, you guys. Yeah. Listen, is because now they're taking the Firefly Funhouse, and it's all about who his opponent is that they continue to infuse into that segment. Before, yeah. it had nothing to do with opponents. It had to do about the background and the new layers to this character of his. So it would be him doing artwork. It would be him talking to the freaking rabbit us learning those characters those puppets back there and who this new character was that they were introducing to us so they had to have him do character building acts during those segments for us to figure out who this guy now is right now unfortunately they stopped doing that and they just put like cena the cena will be in there now it's been roman it's been all these different characters now that they insert in the firefly funhouse and make it to centric in the entire segment versus we want to see the other entertaining shit by him well, yeah. and remember a couple of months ago, Ramblin' Rabbit was trying to tell Daniel Bryan the weakness. Fiend has a weakness, and apparently it's a half-assed jackhammer <laughs> in the Saudi right. Arabian desert. Yeah, that was a straight, that was damn near a snap suplex. Yeah, yeah that was bad. Yeah. So, uh, yes, Roman versus Goldberg at Riddle. Riddle, Riddle, Riddle couldn't resist, could he? <laughs> 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 and Riddle was all over that on Twitter. <laughs> Bailey versus Naomi. Uh, Bailey taking the mic, <clears throat> saying Naomi doesn't deserve to be there. She's going to introduce a future Grammy-winning artist. Out came Sasha Banks, distracted Naomi. Bailey uh, attacked her to get things going. Banks mm -hmm. watching from ringside. Uh, there was a DQ. Uh, they double teamed Naomi, and then Lacey Evans came out, got turned into a tag match. Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Lacey Evans and Naomi. Um, I think Sasha's looking, Matt. Say who won. Oh, uh, Naomi and Lacey Evans won that. Yeah. Sasha Sasha's great. return. She lost. She looked great. People are going to say, well, how would she come back and lose, right? Her team. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't care. I'm team Lacey Evans. So, and, and, you know, I thought she looked good tonight. I almost wonder, since Bailey took the pin here, if they break Sasha and Bailey up. And do what? I mean, it's a mania match. I mean, that match has a spot on the card ready Haven't to go. Have we seen it before? Like, do we? Sasha oh, versus Bailey? Not in years. Really? Not since. Why do I think that NXT, they chased I'm each other sure. for like? Why do I think they chased each other on Raw for like an entire year? We were annoyed with it. No, I think that was Charlotte, and that was I was not Charlotte. No, and no, it was those Sasha? two. They were backstage in like each other's seg in each other's locker room, um, and they look. They, they did this slow um, turn, super slow. When they um, almost broke up and they went to like therapy together. Yes. So it lasted looking, for like six months. Don't you guys remember this? We were so annoyed with it. I do. I just searched Sasha versus Bailey and I'm seeing YouTube results from February of uh, 2018. So about two years ago, they we had a match. Really annoyed with it. It lasted. Forget the match. Like this, this, the build to this took forever. Yeah. I know why, because it was last year during WrestleMania season when everything was overshadowed by them trying to get the triple threat dealios sorted out. Oh, yeah, maybe. And they didn't go anywhere with it. I think it was teased for last year at Mania. Yeah, um, and then they came back as a tag team. And then they used, yeah, they used Nia Jax to interrupt it. Yep, that's how they broke that up. It was a really poorly done um, breakup. They oh. did at least a six-month storyline. They got to do something uh, with this. I don't know. I'm curious to see what I they go into. Want, I just want them to go separate ways. Just go I mean, your separate ways. Let, 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 let Sasha go and be the damn you know, megastar she is. Yeah, but if Bailey's the champ. That's, you know, that's coming to a screeching halt. 
Yeah. It's not. So we're, I mean, but who you put it, I mean, the, it's interesting they brought Lacey Evans back into this, the same way they brought Sasha Banks back, because you do the tag match here, but where do you spin this off? Both Naomi and Lacey Evans have both lost to Bailey in recent months. And so who's the next person in line for a women's championship match? I don't see how you don't give it to one of them at Mania. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Well, Elimination Chamber, we'll see what happens uh, there. I don't even know. Is there... So there's not a SmackDown Elimination Chamber match yeah. for, for women? The women? Yes, there are. I yeah. see the Raw one announced, but they announced it's not a tag team Elimination Chamber match, which we'll talk about that. No, there is a women's Elimination Chamber match. I know there's a Raw one, but is there a SmackDown? SmackDown. Okay, it's not on Wikipedia. That's why I, I don't know why it's not. Wikipedia lies. Like, people make up stuff <laughs> in Wikipedia. I don't think that's easy to do it there again, or people are going to hate your page. Okay, okay. Google, Google Mikey Wiseman, sweet child of mine. I had a pretty good Wikipedia prank back in the day. Just saying. Oh, good Lord. Um, Jay Lane with a super chat saying Vince puts over Goldberg and Taker to prove to AEW they might have Jericho mocks, but they never get those types of legends. Yeah, I'm the I, biggest AEW mark on this podcast. I say it every time. I'm very biased towards them. I like that show better. I say it all the time. With that said, Vince doesn't give two shits what's happening on AEW. Yeah, probably not. I know, um, the I know how he thinks this is. I'm telling you right now, he does not care. Not yet. He needs to, but he doesn't. Not yet. He's okay. that. Yes. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Robert Roode with Dolph Ziggler looking on. Big E out there as well. Um, this was a good match. Robert Roode got the win. But this really set up uh, Otis afterwards lamenting backstage, thinking about Mandy Rose and Dolph Ziggler. Tucker came in and said, sometimes the good guy doesn't get the girl. Sometimes Ziggler gets the girl. And uh, next week they're going to get Otis back out in front of the WWE universe. Mandy Rose is Michael Scotting. She was standing back there, standing at her TV, watching it. I don't I mean, even care anymore about this. Yeah, it's the, this whole thing was a big misstep. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, a little layer for him. A big man getting sympathy is not a bad thing, but um, it's going to be short lived. But I think he had it before. I mean, the audience already loved the guy. Like they did, but they didn't have the air of. Of uh, him having an air of vulnerable vulnerability in in hmm. his storylines just yet. This adds to it. This is just a okay. this is just a wrinkle in his character that will you'll always remember that this guy you know is a fun loving guy with a huge heart. Such babyface material. It really is good stuff. It's just got to move. This stuff sucks. But to yeah. be able to implant that seed in our heads when we think about him next time he's selling and imagine getting the crap kicked out of him, you'll always remember. You know this is a good man. This is a good guy. We really love this guy. Yeah, I think this hurts Mandy Rose more than anything else, though. Like, in my opinion, she's the one that looks kind of like she looks like such a heel. Yeah, I I think she looks kind of dumb. Like she was there to be on a date and then she sided with Ziggler. We need a better explanation. Right. Like, sorry, you were late. I didn't think you were coming. So you just sat down with (laughs) with somebody else. (laughs) No, but none of us would do that. Yeah. No, I I think. Look, this whole thing. What? Glenn's not paying attention. You said no, that was a garage. I was looking and pay attention tweeting. to our podcast. I was looking at someone tweeting. Our creative fans, our super creative fans, who are so awesome, Christopher Davis, put this together <clears throat> in the time we have been doing this show, and uh, tweeted here. I'm throwing my computer. Saying from this to that, with one point, the new finger point of doom, Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees to doink the clown. Yeah, man. It's hard to argue. 
no, I, look, I mean, this story, I, I think it's it's just it's it's bad sitcom, not even good sitcom. Mm-hmm. It's just like a bad. No, it, it's, it is bad. I agree. And it's it, it's would have seemed at home maybe 30 years ago. 20 maybe if we're being really All right. generous. What was that Anyhow, that? Uh, the contract signing with Braun Strowman coming out oh, there yeah. Yeah. Uh, with uh, that new hairstyle. Uh, not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I've, you know, I, I don't want to throw stones at a man that large. That can uh, eat. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, yeah, maybe some different product, something. I don't know. Anyhow, <laughs> yeah. that's what you get. $5 great clips discount. That's what you it, get. It, yeah, like moose. It looks like a bad amount of moose. Uh, is moose still even, do they even still manufacture moose? I haven't seen moose in ages. I have not seen it in ages either. You, know, you a gel guy, Matt, or a hair wax? No, buddy? Um, it's glue. Hair yeah. glue. They do still make moose, but I think it's more on like the women's hair products. It's some like company called Schwarzenkopf or Schwarzkopf, the yeah. yellow tube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one company's left. Vidal Sassoon's out of the moose game, but Schwarzkopf is still in it. It's a really weird name. Yes. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, so this was supposed to be for Braun versus Shinsuke. Sami Zayn uh, pulled some verbal trickery, and uh, they signed a contract <laughs> saying it's a three-on-one match, handicap match for the Intercontinental good. Championship at Elimination Chamber. This is good for Braun. This gives him, I mean. Oh, for Elimination Chamber, not Mania, right? Yeah, Elimination yeah. Chamber. I thought originally it was for Mania. And I was like, all right, at least he'll look like a monster. That's okay with me at Mania. Um, hmm. I would have done this at Mania. Baby Maharaja with a super chat saying, Bobby finally got his big win, but they should put they should push him more. Stop pushing Corbin. Bobby hasn't gotten any single feud on the main roster aside from Dolph. I mean, How did, uh, oh, Bobby Roode, sorry. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I Bobby Roode's one of those guys where, I mean, Matt, we see this all the time. It's like, hey, at least you're on TV. You're not EC3. Are they even still having him on the road? Or is he just sitting at home? I don't even know what brand EC3 is on. He's on I, Raw. I don't either. But I don't know. He's a hell of a freaking... He's a, he's a yeah. really good talent. No, he absolutely is. So at least uh, Bobby... Bobby Roode. is a head... I'm sorry, Bobby. But I, I say it ad nauseum. He's a headline act. Yep. He's yeah, proven yep. it already. And I don't know what they're doing with him. His yeah. run at NXT was great. I'm sorry, Matt. This yeah. one was good, right? But they've done so much stupid stuff with him. Hopefully, you know, they get him back where he was because that dude can carry the ball. He really can. No, I agree. Um, So this contract signing segment was great. Um, Yeah. Sammy, I mean, this is very, very good role for him to be in. He is. Is it just me or does it seem like the other WWE superstars don't like him? (laughs) But I think that's the (laughs) – Is it it a gimmick? So if you listen to interviews with him or about him – Everyone says like something like kind of mean, like like yeah. like that he's annoying or something. Do you like, watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, Matt? Do you watch yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah. So the people seem to treat him. Now, Sami Zayn's favorite show ever is Seinfeld, but they treat him like he is a Larry David type who always points out these little things that annoy him and uh, these little ins- idiosyncrasies like get on everyone's nerves. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. Like even Zack Ryder on, on his like wrestling action figure podcast, like. Yeah. Takes random shots at him, like every everything I've seen. Like the wrestlers have their own podcasts from WWE, um, New Day. They they there's this random like just like shots at the kid out of left field, um, and they're all of the same vibe that he's annoying or some something like that. Because for the life of me, guys, I've not been able to figure out how they're not doing more with him. Like I I'm a fan. I love his work. I love him in the ring. I love him on the microphone, especially. Um, I think he's more than a manager. So I'm happy he gets to wrestle again, but um, he's a good act, man. I, I don't yeah. care how he is backstage. I think he's awesome. No, I agree. Um, 
Now, what was the story? It was on Jericho's podcast that they were on a bus ride across Europe. They're all in the same bus and they look at a cemetery they're passing. And Sammy Zayn says, how many people do you think die in the world every year? And someone goes to the phone to Google it and he starts shouting at them. No Googling. I want your guess. Don't look <laughs> it up. We're having a discussion. And just little yeah. things like that. He gets on people's nerves. But See, I, I would have listened. I would have been like, okay, just there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I would have played. Yeah. Yeah. I could see though where Matt years on the roster with the guy could be a bit much. It is. And, and, and what's so instrumental, I've watched guys get over and have jobs for years, uh, i.e. please see like Funaki and, 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 and our truth in this situation after watching that special on him. Yeah. It's so important to have, have, have uh, we always used to say the boys, man, I got to say the boys and girls backstage love you and yeah. love to have you around. Eric Young is like that. Eric oh. Young not only is a good talent in the ring, but he's like the funniest dude on in the, on the planet, especially backstage. He's great for a locker room. He always is making jokes. He's either making fun of himself, doing like self-deprecating stuff, or he's making you laugh at some at somebody else. He is hilarious, hilarious. So when he remember he had that own sh- his reality show that came out. Oh, on the Am- oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I yeah. could easily see that. People are like how do you get his own show? because the dude is entertaining as f. Like, ask Eric Bischoff. They were so impressed by how entertaining that dude was. Um, They never met him before, never heard of him. And they came to the company like, that dude is – because he is. He is hilarious. But, like, he's an example of them. Those are the people you keep uh, lifetime jobs. They generally keep them along because they make others happy. And when you're on the road like that, overseas on a bus ride like that, you're not pissing people off. In fact, you're, you're enhancing everyone's experience on a shitty day when you're tired and beat up or maybe even injured and sore or cranky, missing your family. It's important to have those guys and gals back there that that bring people together and make you have fun and make you laugh. Super important. No, I agree. That's huge for morale. Uh, Justin Cortinas with the super chat saying, kind of off topic. Do you guys think the WWE will be around in the next ten years with its current state? Wow, Justin Cortinas, Cortinas, four ninety nine chat super chat. Um, that's a poof. I pray so. We need it to be, don't we? Well, with this pay-per-view thing, that's going to be a big test. I think this could make things worse. Explain. The moving the pay-per-views back to pay-per-view mm-hmm. because they so what little fans they have left comparatively. <laughs> and remember 10 years ago they had twice the fan base they do now. And the fan that they have now is used to paying 9.99 a month. Exactly. Ooh, exactly. Yeah. So you take that out of the equation and mm-hmm. now you're testing it. 9.99 a month is a pretty good value. Amazing even value. with yeah, even with NXT going to USA, even with less original content, um, I just, on there. Matt, I mean, honestly, dude, like think about yesterday yeah. and the news about the fiend losing. Think about tonight when SmackDown started. First off, I forgot SmackDown was on tonight. I was like having a late work night, working on my taxes, and for a second, I thought, you know what, maybe I'd prefer keeping to work on my taxes as opposed to watching <laughs> SmackDown. That seemed more interesting to me. So imagine that uh, Sunday night. This upcoming Sunday, there was a pay-per-view, and you had to pay, let's even say $20 for it. You had to pay for it. Hard-earned no. money out of your pocket. Here's the No, and here's the reason why they think they can. It's what I started the show off with. There's an old saying. not It's not old, but you, all you fans have heard them say this, that we got to stop playing to the current you know fans that we have today because they're always going to be there, whether they're mad at us, happy with us indifferent toward us they're always gonna watch we're always gonna get their money no matter what we need to go out and get those mainstream fans that we've lost over the years that's how they've talked okay you've heard them talk like that many a time 
that's a it's a dis dis dis. Maybe so the stuttering gimmick. Maybe the stuttering gimmick was for a reason. I just got stuck there. Um, um, but it, you know what I mean. They they take the fans for granted in that manner, and it's disrespectful as hell. So this is how you guys get back, not get back at them, but show them that you're not going to put up with the BS as far as the storylines go. You want to make a send a message when it comes time for buying pay per views each month. Don't be buying them. So I think the the only thing I would push back on with all this, because I agree 100%, going to a pay-per-view model, you're going to lose some fans. But they don't have to put every pay-per-view on pay-per-view, right? You do the big four. You do WrestleMania, Survivor Series. I, it's one of the big four. Call it what it is. SummerSlam and Royal Rumble on okay. there. How much per year, though, is that going to cost you extra in addition to the network that you're already it, paying for for the B pay-per-views? doesn't matter because if you can convince fans who already subscribe to the network to keep subscribing for 10 bucks a month for B-level pay-per-views, right? Mm-hmm. Elimination Chamber technically would be the one that could fill the gap there. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep that revenue. And fans will still, because casual fans come back into the fold for WrestleMania every year. Romania, right. And so you would get a bump off of that because people, by and large, they're not going to miss Mania. They might skip Survivor Series. They might skip Royal Rumble. But if you you already have that base level of fan who's paying the 10 bucks a month and you can't get any more money out of them and you can't get additional revenue for Mania, I always thought that was their mistake with the network. You never needed to pull Mania out of pay-per-view, right? And even SummerSlam. Keep the those two out there. Make I your was so shocked that they were giving any pay-per-views away on that network because I was good with nine ninety nine for watching Nitro reruns. I really was. I thought yeah. that was a f- steal at the time. There's also the idea too, which is I think the fan base has shrunk as far as ratings on TV go, but they do get monster numbers on YouTube. I mean, just looking at the numbers from yesterday's Super Showdown. Um, it's it's hundreds of thousands of views, uh, millions of views in some cases for the big events that happen. So, so how how do you how do they make money off that? They sell ads on it. Number one, I mean, they, they are selling ads on it. I've never watched yeah. it. The well, they don't sell ads on it. They just do the typical YouTube ad revenue thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much money they're making, and I'm not saying it's going to offset, but they've also had some of their biggest TV deals of all time in the last five years. So, you mm. know. They're kind of playing it both ways, and it's working for them revenue-wise. This is a mistake. I do. I think this is a mistake for them. Yeah. We shall see. Uh, So, Daniel Bryan versus Curtis Axel in a surprisingly competitive match with Drew Gulak on commentary. Michael Cole referring to him as Drew Axel. They have to turn it into a bit at this point uh, after uh, multiple weeks in a row of not realizing who he is. Um, but what did you think of this match? I mean, Daniel Bryan won, but Curtis Where did Axel come from though. Where did this match show up from? I came in as it was going. Uh, I don't know what was the setup for this, Michael. There wasn't much of a setup for this. It just kind of was announced that Daniel Bryan was going to be wrestling Curtis Axel. <laughs> there was no like real like, Curtis Axel's not been on TV in how long? No, but he's he's good. He's always been good. Um, so I mean, I might have missed it, but I I didn't see the setup for this happen anywhere that. I was watching. This is why Daniel Bryan is such a damn good worker. And people are like, wow, he made Curtis Axel look. Curtis Axel's a good worker. Curtis Axel can go. I'm happy Daniel Bryan um, did all of that, though. He could have just gutted him alive and beaten him up in seconds, probably, or minutes, and give him no offense. You know, he's got that kind of juice there. Um, that's why Daniel Bryan's the man, dude. I have so much respect for that, dude. Yeah. This uh, was good. Axel can wrestle. Surprisingly. Sure. No, I know. And I know we watch it and we're like, what the hell? We, not, not not surprisingly. I'm sorry. We're not, we're not emotionally invested in this character enough. Why are they put him on our TV? Yes, that's fair. But the wrestler in me is watching this, and I've been in that spot before. 
yeah. where you're going for a little bit and they bring you back and you're cold, right? But um, he's so damn good. Let me clarify that. I didn't mean surprisingly he can wrestle. I mean, surprisingly, we got to see him wrestle. Like, yeah. that's what I was right. That's, that's, cause he, yeah, he's got the genes for it. And I think it's all about Drew Gulak here, though, right? That's what they're setting Definitely. up. Oh, my God. Yes. Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak will be great. Good for you. Yes. Good for Drew. And good yeah. for Daniel Bryan for picking him out. You know, Daniel, I, I yep. also believe that. I bet you he picked him out. Yep. Yeah. I uh, wish I got to wrestle with him. I really do. Weird. WWE is. Two guys named Drew in the company, Drew McIntyre, Drew Gulak. And just a little strange. Drew's, I mean, not the most common name. <laughs> Is it really that strange that Andrew, one? Andrew's a pretty common name. Yeah. Okay. I, I bet you one of them loses it. And one becomes Gulak or McIntyre. McIntyre actually is pretty good on its own. John, how many Johns are there? Is there any more than one John Cena? Is there any more? John Morrison. John? John Morrison. Speaking of which. Next was John Morrison and The Miz out uh, talking some smack to the crowd before their match with the Usos tonight, where the Usos picked up a win. Yeah. And uh, we did also have the announcement tonight. It's going to be a tag team Elimination Chamber match at uh, Elimination Chamber with them defending their championships against, I mean, I lost count in the amount of tag teams that are going to be in this match. Yeah, who cares? Wouldn't uh, it be six? Listen. Here's the problem. Why they fast forwarded and combined too many things in this? There was a tech. lot in this. Yes, they should have just made the announcement about upcoming. Uh, what do you call it? Um, elimination elimination chamber. chamber. Yeah, right. And then leave it at that. Let them cut their promo. Let them like crap all over the fans and get their heat. But just are our new champions, you know. And instead, they fast forward it by putting a meaningless win out there that they had to give up. Um, I don't like it. I've been looking for Usos versus them for the longest. Like that's one of my dream tag matchups, actually. Yeah, and it's gonna be. It would have been awesome at Mania. Yeah. Ah, uh, threw it away. They threw it away tonight. Yeah, it's. I don't know. With Morrison and the Miz, I'm. I get it. I think uh, it works. Morrison is back over. I just. It's weird for me to see the Miz in this tag team again. Seems uh to me Morrison was always the bigger star. Well, yeah, and this that's happened now. So I mean, Matt, it's it's kind of like we talked about Sasha and Bailey. Bailey on her own was had a chance of establishing herself. You bring Sasha back, and it's just it's over. It's I, not I that big of a difference between the two. Come on, man. Miz, yeah, yeah. Miz is a former world champion, former WrestleMania main eventer. <laughs> yeah. I, Matt, I don't think this is weird. Matt, do you think you're that guy in the social circle where it's like, you know, if so, if somebody's doing something, it's fine. It's like, oh, but if you pair me with Matt Morgan, every, one, not only is he genetically just this giant, but uh, also What's like Mr. Superstar. I'm just saying, like, it's got to be weird to be friends with somebody or associate right. with someone that like whenever you're with them, you're like, well, I'm good, but you put me with them and I just look like crap by comparison. I'm, what is your I'm comparison to this, though, Glenn? Like, I I really, like no, the I'm Miz is legitimate. Yeah, legitimate but star, but he's a sidekick with John Morrison because John Morrison has that swagger. Bailey is a star. You put her with Sasha, she's a sidekick. So, Matt, there are people in your life that probably have a pretty good self esteem, but when they hang out with you, they're the sidekick all of a sudden compared oh, to you. Usually, I suck all the testosterone out of the room. I suck, <laughs> like, for instance, I did a mayor's address, the uh, um, uh, Seminole County, that's our county we live in. We had like a state of the Seminole County uh, luncheon, right? And yeah. each mayor, there's uh, six of us, had to get up and give our state of our city we had like two minutes a minute and a half to give it right 
and I just kept going. And people were saying like, well, I don't, I'm not taking the mic from him. Are you? I'm not. And then like the next mayor to get up and he's like, crap, I got to speak after that. So like there's that element thing, yeah. whatever you, I don't know what that is, but that thing or height jokes, right? Yeah. Like, can I borrow your foot? Can I borrow your foot? I'm just, but I don't I, see I don't see the Miz as a psychic in this deal at all. I could not I mean, disagree more. He, he has he gets the microphone there. Spoken like a true sidekick, Michael. Hey, I'll not, take it. The bigger star between I'll take it. I, I, I like to more. hang out with people I overshadow. That's what I'm looking for in life. But if you look at the Miz here, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm cool with it. I you know you got to know your spot oh, in life God. and you walk with it. That's that's my opinion on things. No, you you take the Miz here. <laughs> He's on TV. He's out there every week doing his thing. Did you hear Glenn? Glenn said he likes to people he overshadows. I, I don't know if that's some kind of like. Hey, I'm getting ready to get like. I'm going to hold back on the joke that I was going to make because that would have been mean. I don't want to make. Uh, well, why do you have to go there all of a sudden? Wow, I know. Weird. I don't know why, Glenn. I don't oh, know why. No, no I'm kidding you know, to an extent. Bring out the worst of me, man. But I'm mm. just saying, but wrestling, though, Matt, I mean, to bring this back around, and you could speak yep. to this, having performed it, it's like politics, too. It's it's no reference to Roman Reigns, but it's a, it's a big dog atmosphere. You want to be the guy. You want to be the best. You want to be Mr. Charisma, the one Definitely. all the eyes sure. are on, the one everyone's paying sure. attention to. So mm -hmm. if you hang out with somebody that kind of makes you look like, you know, Robin to guy. their Batman, right. Right. that could be a little weird. Because in the pecking order, sure. you go down. Hmm. In a competitive environment where you know you're being compared to that person, yes. Yeah. You know, but when we're with your friends, that's not supposed to be happening. When you're just hanging out on the street or something like that with your buddies shooting hoops, like and just BSing around, like drinking a beer or whatever, you're not nobody's driving by and doing that and going, Well, wait a minute, those two dudes are friends, but that's the cooler one between the two. No one's doing that. That's like are a weird they? sitcom plot. That's like like I don't want to hang out with that guy. I swear he writes his material. No one is naturally that funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always having to be the funniest one in the group. Uh, Wayne Montgomery with uh, dropping uh, some facts with the super chat. It's New Day versus Heavy Machinery yeah. versus Rudendolph versus Usos versus Miz and Morrison for the title at Chamber. So, yeah, that'll be a hell of a match. Matt, would you want to spend mm -hmm. all that time in your Elimination Chamber pod with your tag team partner? That is a very enclosed space. Is that how they do it? They're, they're in the, they're in the, the pod, right? Huh. Until they get released. I don't recall seeing a tag elimination chamber. They did it with the women. I don't remember for some reason. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't care. Whatever. Tight spaces, man. You know. I'd be indifferent to it. There you go. Well, for him, for you, every space is like a tight space. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, so uh, the Usos won that tonight. Yeah, it was weird that they, I mean, just they won the championship yesterday. Miz and Morrison losing tonight to the Usos. I don't get it. So John Cena came out to the ring tonight. Huge pop, huge entrance. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't seen him in almost a year in WWE programming. And uh, this was kind of weird. Came out to give this big speech saying essentially he didn't think he deserved to be on WrestleMania this year. Yeah. And that he was going to like peace out. And that was it. Good seeing y'all. Just came to show up to say, I don't deserve to be on WrestleMania. See y'all next year. Go watch Fast and the Furious in theaters this May. Um, It makes him look like a baby face. It does explain him doing exactly what he used to criticize the rock for doing and others doing leaving WWE and making movies, but then coming back at mania for the payday, he's doing the same damn thing. Um, 
So he does have to explain that within his character because his character has, has been against that and rallied against that type in the past with others doing it. Yeah. So I was okay. I was, I was okay with it. I was. Well, so, uh, he was leaving, and then, of course, everything gets shut down. The lights go off. And then when the lights go back on, the Fiend is standing there in broad daylight behind John Cena, looking scared, showing us those those multimillion-dollar acting chops he has uh, that are opening movies multiple times a year. The Fiend behind him. The Fiend points That's to the WrestleMania thinking, side. by the way, when he was doing that. When Cena was sitting there doing this and then going. <laughs> I swear to God, I was thinking, I was like, we're getting a legit action star, technically, who's playing He's- the part. Is he good? He's no Batista. Batista's legitimately a good actor. Batista's legitimately a good straight man to somebody else's making the comedy around him. He's a very good straight man. Even that new movie, uh, The Spy, when he's in, that looks funny. That looks really funny. It is. Did you see the, what do you call it, one? Uh, Come on. Oh, uh, uh, Uber? Uh, No, I have not not seen the other. I heard that one. Was it, good? It, wasn't ter- it wasn't terrible. I thought it was going to be well. terrible, terrible. But it was okay. It was pretty funny. He's a he plays a similar role than what he does in that other one that you mm. see being advertised right now in movie theaters, um, where he plays a, again a really good straight man, which they totally took from his uh, what not Avengers. What's it called? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy character. He which, he's he just was amazing. One, he just has to say one or two of these one liners, and yeah. his timing, his facials, everything on it is perfectly spot on. Well, Batista uh, was really smart where he didn't just tap into a star power. He picked a lot of really smart roles to challenge himself with every step of the way. He's talked a lot about that, right? Where he didn't pick the muscle man roles or the army dude roles or whatever else. He was very intentional about doing Blade Runner, about doing everything he did between. What has he played? But I've missed that he doesn't play the big jack dude. Well, he, he's always a Jack dude because that's who he is. But like he did Blade Runner was one of those key roles. Um, yeah, he did James Bond, which James Bond was the big um the big muscle, I'm sure, right? That he was the big muscle in that without much of a of a line. Um, um but then he's you know doing you know, you mentioned Stuber. Um he did really he did a movie called Bushwick, which I don't know a whole lot about. I downloaded did, that. I've been meaning to watch that. It actually sounds really interesting. It's he did Hotel like, Artemis, yeah. which is a little bit of a different kind of movie for that person, right? It's it's a uh, Wow. Escape plan uh, sequels. So, yeah, he's done some different. I mean, he's done a lot of what you would expect. He was in the new Kickboxer, the Kickboxer mm-hmm. reboot as the bad guy. How's um, he done? Wow, he's done a lot of movies. He yeah. actually he's done a surprising amount. But uh, yeah, I think uh, with Cena though, I thought Blockers was really funny. I thought yeah. he was okay in Bumblebee. Yes, he was very good in Blockers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with him looking scared tonight, it was funny, Matt. To your point, where I was just kind of like, like, it was just, it was just a, a little. He almost looked like um like a jacked version of Ernest. From like the Ernest Scared Stupid <laughs> movie, with a closet full of the same exact outfit. Yes. Yeah, but especially yes. with his longer hair, right? As his face yes. ages a little more, he looks like a jacked Ernest. Um, but the fiend pointing. Ernest at the sign, was really over for the record. He was. Yeah. I watched Ernest Goes to Jail like I watched every a one of them months ago. Oh, okay. Ernest, well, the, Ernest Goes to Jail actually legitimately. I was like, I'm surprised. This is actually a legitimately funny, interesting movie because he plays two roles. He plays the convict. Yes. And the good guy, yeah. and I was like, he can really act. Yeah, he could. Yes. Um, yeah. and yeah, he was like a classically trained actor. And yes, not an earnest podcast, although hell of a spinoff will just we watch the earnest movies one by one and talk about them. Anyhow, uh no, uh, so with Cena tonight, uh, okay, the fiend pointing at the sign was bad enough, but then Cena turning, looking at him and tipping his cap in a sign of respect, like right. just 
Oh, this is so he dumb. He had to give an answer that he accepts. They had to get that in, leaving tonight's show and going home, that Fiend is challenging him, Cena accepts. For whatever reason, they had to get that in in their heads. So that's the only reason John did that. I'm not defending it. It was corny as hell. And it's not something you should be doing with a murderer feet away from you. I'm, I'm just glad we've gotten to the point where the fiend now is asking for matches instead yeah. of attacking his opponents. Wait. Like I think that's a good evolution for him. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, uh, Matt that was good, Michael. Speaking <laughs> of of Ernest, uh, uh, imagine uh, the fiend points at the side. John Cena gets scared to look, turns around to look. What me? Like, and then like just runs off, and the Benny Hill music starts playing with the fiend chasing him. And you know what pisses me off here the most, though? It was that stupid camera work. They literally sat there on John Cena. They had the Fiend behind him, right? And it's the thing that really does bother me about WWE's broadcast. Watch New Japan. Watch AEW. They follow what's happening. But with WWE, everything is so produced sometimes that we all knew the Fiend was standing back there, but the damn cameraman wouldn't show it to us. And the cameraman isn't there to tell the story. The cameraman is there to capture the action because it is a quote-unquote sporting event, right? If you want to dissect it that much, yes, you're yeah, I do. Right. I dissected that much. No, I'm not saying you're wrong for that, by the yeah. way. Many people will say the same thing you just said. Um, I at times too. But for me, it added to it a little bit. The only thing that didn't add to it is that the fans already saw him out there in the arena. So like right. there was no with the rest of us as they're coming, the, the camera pans in and you see him standing there behind him over his shoulder. It was a missed opportunity for that monster pop that he normally gets. Yeah. Um Oh, so I have to find a way to get this on, uh, uh, on the screen. Bray Wyatt just responded to a tweet. Someone uh. tweeted out, you booked your brand new tag champs to lose clean in a non-title match. Are they trying to completely destroy their characters? To which Bray Wyatt responded, yes. <laughs> he, he responded to a tweet that had nothing to do with him? Yeah, no, it was about the Usos losing, or about the, uh, Miz and Morrison losing <laughs> the Usos tonight. Bray responded, yeah, they're trying to destroy their characters. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. Bray is such a creative guy. And that's the frustration. So, Matt, what you're saying, I don't want to say he jumped the shark, but I feel like here's what it is. They, uh, Bray was doing, and we heard about this, right? Justin LeBar confirmed it. They shot these things independently. Bray had complete yeah. control at first. They shot a bunch of them. Then once it took off, Vince got involved. Bruce Pritchard got involved. Heyman got involved. All these people coming and saying, Bray, you know, you're doing great, but we're going to help you take it to the next level, kid. And they've <sighs> driven it right off a cliff. Do you remember Zack Ryder's ascension back in what was that 2011, yes. 2012? Yeah, and he made yeah. himself a star. Yes, and they took it away from him and really? said, okay, we're going to do this with you. And they murdered it. Yeah. Yeah. And they made him stop doing it. Yep. Like, what? What? So don't give me these BS speeches about grabbing the brass ring. Yep. Because it's a manufactured brass ring that you're given stepping ladders to certain people that you want to go grab it. It is not what, what it once was back in the day where it was a free for all and whoever the best man or best woman was that grabbed it, grabbed it, meaning they got over and we've seen it time and time again, Becky, Becky was one. Yeah. Uh, uh, what we're talking about right now. What's his name? Uh, Bray Wyatt's one. Um, back in the day, I would argue Zach, like you just said, we've seen so many people grab these damn brand, like CM Punk big time. So many others have done this. Yeah, Daniel Bryan definitely did. Um, and they continue to, you know, ignore it. They've got to stop ignoring the fans. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, this is it's just tough. 
You can't keep doing that. That's that's what's different about this business, and you can't compare it to another TV show. You can't even compare it, compare it to another sport. This is its own entity. I'm surprised they're making this mistake because this is the one entity in which the fans and the people that pay for this stuff are 100% uh, they matter. They matter more than anything as far as it, your formula on dictating if you're doing well or not because if, the, if they're happy with the product – Everything else will take care of itself. You have higher ratings, you have higher, better uh, house show numbers, mm-hmm. better pay per view numbers. You name it. You think there's a big deal? ESPN's coming. Why aren't even more people coming um, for your company and wanting in on it? You know they should be. And if you listen to your fans, you know more times than not, you're going to get to the right way. They did it back in the day, and it worked. I just don't get why they don't go back to doing that. You don't have to have a WCW juggernaut competition beating your ass for you to be creative. You know, it helps, but you don't have to have that. If you're listening to your fans, it should be, you know, you should be able to take care of itself, but they don't. It's because I think this day and age, the mindset is no star is bigger than the brand, right? The WWE logo is the biggest thing. And Vince McMahon has said that. He said nobody will be bigger and he will not let a star get bigger than him, right? Or Mm -hmm. in his company. And he says if a a star does get bigger and they can have WWE over a barrel, they should use it. Like he has that mentality, which is I get it, right? But it does hurt star value. It does. And it's paint by numbers and everybody's interchangeable. That's not good. I never thought of Hulk Hogan like that. Never thought of Ultimate Warrior like that, who actually did have them over barrel um, in the past. But seriously, did we ever think about our favorite stars when we were kids? Like I didn't. I didn't think like somebody else could come in here and do this job better than that guy who was doing it. Now it's literally just like that. Somebody gets hurt, boom, we're putting this guy in that spot, and you're gonna like him just the same way that we like the last guy. Wait, what? We don't even know this guy. Why is he being put into this mid card? program out of left field we know nothing about this person and you're masking us to emotionally invest in someone we know nothing about yeah that's how arrogant they are with this this whole thing is just very frustrating and i don't know man i mean if i had to pick a show to stop watching right now i hate to say it it would be smackdown um ray was the best part about that show i love ms and morrison though so i'll keep watching for them but um Seriously, Bray was the main thing on that show. And Raw's not far behind. I mean, or Raw's not much better, rather. I mean, but I think about Wednesday nights, and even with NXT this week, NXT being such a lesser episode, we still had a lot of really good things to say about NXT in general. NXT was better in tonight's SmackDown. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, it is almost every week. NXT's typically a really good show. Uh, Speaking of which, let's have some uh, unfounded speculation. The Mm -hmm. uh, Tuesday after WrestleMania... NXT is going to be broadcasting live from Full Sail on a Tuesday. Now, they have not announced their plans for the show before WrestleMania weekend. Maybe Full Sail is unavailable, but people are speculating online. Who could WWE be budging due to the NXT competition with AEW on Wednesdays? Budging what? Like switching their show to Tuesday nights? nights. No, they're Bull. just doing it that night because it's the weekend of WrestleMania. Because they'll have... Thursday. I, I said it was unfounded speculation, Michael. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to keep it in check here. Put some guardrails up, dude, right? Um, but, okay, so here's my other question. Matt, um, I don't know how we do this with the well, – no, actually, we got nothing going on Tuesday because we don't have a podcast Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday after Mania, tickets go on sale Monday morning. If I can get them, Matt, you want to you go to that? Should I try and get a bunch? To where? To NXT at Full Sail the Tuesday after Mania. Let me look something up really quick. Yeah, it's the uh, 7th. April what? April 7th. 
Um, I, I was going to leave Tampa that morning, but I will delay my flight and uh, leave. That yeah, evening. I'm game. I'll see if I can get tickets. I will try Monday morning. They're not charging for these tickets, right? No, they're, no. Well, they're like ten dollars. You can pay me back ten bucks. You can reimburse me for the cost. I'll give it you to know you what? Before you do it, actually, give me a Venmo and I'll pay well, you. Let me see if they're available. You know what we're gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna bill it to Raj. It's work. This is work. It is work. But it'll be exciting <clears> to be <throat> there the uh, Tuesday after Mania. I think it'll be good. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania weekend. Now you've heard us talk about it. Obligatory plug. Rick's on the river. That Friday before Mania, the Wrestling Inc. meetup, facebook.com slash Wrestling Inc. to RSVP. I love that fans are making art for this. Have you seen some of the images going around? I've seen some of the screenshots of like me and you. Yeah, I'm just like. Doing the gimmick like, print. Yeah, yeah. Like, where do they find these photos? Um, <laughs> it's awesome, though. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's going to be good, man. I'm looking forward to it. I, and again, I'm going, uh, I'm risking uh, travel and coronavirus to come yes, to are. WrestleMania you to are. meet the Wrestling Inc. fans. See how much he loves you guys? Seriously. I'm just driving down the street. I'm driving an hour and a half away. Yeah. So I'd say I like like you guys, where Glenn loves I'm joking. <laughs> you like like. That's good. I follow them all back for the most part. I love these guys. Yeah. Our fans are fantastic. Uh, anything else, Michael? Ratings for the week from NXT and AEW. Oh, yeah. What were they? Um, no surprise here. AEW tops NXT again. Um, but AEW actually went down this week for the go-home show. AEW settled in at 865,000 viewers, which was down from last week's 893,000. Okay. How do you say is the number? Like back in the day, they say, hey, Raw did a 4.3. Did you hear it? A 3.30. 0.30? Mm-hmm. That's typical for these uh, this day and age. Like in the in the eighteen to forty nine demographic, it's a point three zero. I mean, no, I'm not, again. Um, I believe AEW's biggest fan. Um, that said, Impact was destroying that number. So right, it was, and this is again the point that comes up a lot, which is SmackDown is the highest rated wrestling show of the week. Um, with uh, with. Number yeah, one. I mean, two point. I mean, they usually draw two point five million viewers. I don't have the rating in front of me for that. Um, Where does that break down to? Uh, they usually have a one point oh. What yeah, is they, it? The SmackDown usually draws somewhere around a one point oh, and the um, no. Yeah. Oh no. Two point five million is not equate to a one point oh. It's but one point oh. That's the share. So it's just, is yeah. it like the share of all TVs watching television at that it, moment? So if you actually. Think about how many things are on TV, and if you can capture one percent of that, that's actually pretty uh, impressive. Still, yeah, I mean, yeah, but I'm just again not trying to be a jerk, but like Impact, we were doing a one all the time. Yeah, like for almost I want to say a full year. So John P saying tomorrow <laughs> podcast, yes. Oh, tomorrow, yeah. can we talk about the pay per view tomorrow? Uh, yes, we can. Uh, everyone in the chat can't wait for revolution. Uh, tomorrow night. Good chat room. Good. It's going to be great. Uh, buddy Barlow revolution is going to be insanely good. The storyline is going to be solid. Dude. Um, Did you see the YouTube uh, thing I posted on uh, Twitter? No, I have not watched that yet. It was uh, Jericho and Moxley part two of their, um, hype video. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy crap. That was really good. They got Randy Couture in that and everything, showing Moxley how to get out of. They made that look so legitimate. I love how they made the walls of Jericho look legitimate. Um, and, and Randy Couture knew all the moves. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It, it gets such legitimacy to this. I, I'm being dead serious. Much as I sound like a mark, I, I'm being serious. This really sold tickets. Um, oh my god, so much so. If I make a tweet about something, it's because it really, really touched me. It really, really hit home with me. It resonated big time. Um, and I was in between meetings, just randomly sc- scrolling through uh, YouTube to kill about five minutes, and that came out, and I was just like, "Holy, this is so good. This was so well done." And since then. Um, after I got done with work today, I went through the rest of them. They're all really well done. They really did a good job producing those uh, hype videos for Tomorrow's Revolution. Uh, you guys, if you haven't seen it, go check them all out. They're all really good. Super, cool. super well done. Like so very t- slick videoing as well. Tomorrow night, me, Matt Morgan, <clears throat> we're watching it. We're billing it to Raj Giri. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to show hey, here with Raj after to talk before about it. we leave because the fans are they're at, enough of them are asking about it. I know we got to get going, so do I. Really quick, can we run down the card and give just our predictions. Sure, absolutely. AEW Revolution. Let Thank me you. open up the card. So, so, oh, an embarrassment of riches. Let's start with uh, the tag team match. I think this is going to be on the kickoff show SEU mm. versus the Dark Order. Dark Order has to have a win here. No. Yeah. Oh, if Matt Hardy shows up tomorrow. And they've got to unveil the, the leader, right? It's got to happen well, tomorrow night, the pay-per-view. They can no, tease it and wait till Wednesday. you got to wait for Hardy to be available. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you, I mean, I've been under this, the suspicion that they might not go Hardy this route, that that's going to tease. Okay. Um, somebody yeah. threw out there. Um, Val Venus? Val <laughs> Venus, yeah. <laughs> that would be a real big, a real big twist. Uh, Who are you guys picking? Uh, no, I think Dark Order. I mean, look, SEU's... Fallen, Dark Order, but Dark Order's got to really dominate, right? They had those amazing promos, and then that yeah. started to get a little stale. Um, match. I agree. I think this is what people forget in wrestling. I mean, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but it's like we're talking about with Bray. Like, uh, just because you did something to get over doesn't mean you're just going to stay over and coast on that yeah, forever. No, you've you got to constantly innovate. Who are you so, thinking, Michael? So I, I think it's Dark Order. I, I love this. I think it's a little bit of rumor mongering, right? But Christopher Daniels as the leader of the Dark Order would be a great twist. Sure, Fallen Angel. Like yep. he's, he's type of, you know. He was the higher power at one point in 1999. Yeah, he was. Um, let's let's right, finally get payoff okay. for that storyline. Then uh, I'm saving this for last because it's going to be the match of the night. But uh, let's talk about uh, Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander. I don't like this for Statlander because Statlander, they're building, right? As this yeah. pretty badass baby face. Um, but unfortunately, I can't see anybody beating Nyla. Nyla's awesome. Yeah. She's a great heel champion, man. And people got to be chasing her for quite a while. Well, you, yeah. you, Statlander loses, but comes back later and has the chase again when she's more established. There you go. So. After that, and I think Nyla's going to win. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Man, has to be Darby. Darby definitely. Mm. Who do you got, Glenn? Darby. Who you got, Mike? Guevara. Ooh, good pick. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. A little uh, controversial. Who, <laughs> what's next, Glenn? Uh, Jake Hager versus Dustin Rhodes. Ooh, this one's no. It's got to no. be Jake Hager, right? Got it. Yeah. First match, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that'd be great. I mean, Dustin will get sympathy. Jake will look down. I mean, yeah, it'll just it'll be awesome. He's the muscle. He's got to win, right? Yeah. Uh Kenny Omega and Adam Page defending the tag team titles against the Young Bucks. Bucks. Young Bucks, new tag champs. Bucks. Yeah. The power mega powers explode. Mm-hmm. No, uh, mega powers explode. <laughs> yes. Well, I like okay. it. Okay. MJF with Wardlow versus Cody with Arn Anderson. 
This one, I mean, it has to be. I mean, right? Does it have to be MJF, right? At this point, because Cody's overcome everything. Yeah. Or no? Or is it a no finish? Because they don't like no finishes, though. So I don't know. I think you do MJF. I think Cody's been high enough in in recent months. Like I think they're breaking him right. back down so they can rebuild him at some point in the future to be a champion. It's kind of been the impression I've gotten. So I think he loses. Who you got, Glenn? Uh, I think MJF. I think it'll take him to that next level. And Although, Michael, who did you say you had? MJF. Okay. Fans, remember these predictions. Uh, in the championship match, Chris Jericho defending against John Moxley That's for the it. EW World Jericho. Champion. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. No. That'd be a feel-good moment for Moxley, don't get me wrong, but... Right? The time has come. Isn't it, no, but Moxley's character ma- is over. Sorry. Isn't the money match Cody versus Jericho eventually, like maybe months, six months from now, eight months from now, a year from now? Who? Did you say Jericho versus Cody? Yeah. I, I I think you had that moment. I think Moxley is too hot right now, and I think it's... T- I, Jericho's been great. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to take it off of him. The, it, you got to capture that moment when you get it. WWE never does it the right way. AW will deliver yeah, Moxley's your champion. He's too entertaining for me, my personal taste. He's way too entertaining to me as champion. I got to keep him a champion. Yeah. And the match of the night, the real main event, mm-hmm. Pac versus Orange Cassidy. <laughs> it, Pac's going to put her. No, he's no. going to put her. Cassidy's going to come out looking like freaking a million bucks. He's going to do all these moves that no one's expected him to do. And he's going to get this crazy reaction from everybody. But then Pac's going to put him down at the end. Yeah. See, Pac needs a win. Yeah, but this could be the turning point for Orange Cassidy. This is the question. Is he going to be comedy or are they really going to do something? He's never going to stop that. Yeah. You see how he does it on YouTube? He, He finds a way to start wrestling for real. Yeah, yeah, no, but what I'm saying is though, like him getting a win could really take his career to the next stratosphere if they uh, develop it. I don't know. We'll see. And Matt's out. Matt's Matt's out. Morgan out. Uh, Tomorrow night after AEW Revolution, me, Matt, Raj Geary will be here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Until then, he is at BP Matt Morgan. He is at The Real Wiseman. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein, and we will catch you back here tomorrow night to talk about AEW Revolution. Until then, take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park